Chapter 3 of tracks we should be at that aren't, it is Silverstone weekend. Hello and welcome to this week's preview show of the Silverstone GP, uh, meeting 6 of the season, over halfway through now. Um, championship starting to hot up a bit now, isn't it? It is, but I think I should start off by offering a full retracted apology to Thruxton for naming it the most dull race on the calendar. I forgot that we were only doing the national circuit this year, and I fully retract the statement as this is without doubt the dullest on the calendar. We're still going to preview it, it's going to get better from here, but let's get out of the way now. This is not the best track. Yeah, I, I do wish that we could have been going to the international circuit like we were meant to be doing Why? this season. Why not do the full GP circuit? I well, don't it, understand. It, either or, really. Um, because obviously they must need to sort of like close off the other half of the circuit for this to be able to run for the weekend, well, I believe. So. Um, because of the crossover between the two tracks. But yeah, we've got the Silverstone National Circuit this weekend. Um, a Last year you were at the circuit um, to witness the crazy events of race three. Uh, well, yeah, through the horizontal rain. I've never been colder or wetter in all my time. Not even the camping at Brands was wet as that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's going to have to go quite a long way to live up to expectation of last year, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think that's always the, the, the kicker for Silverstone, is that the action is very much, in my opinion, dependent on the weather, because it is just a quick circuit. I mean, you're not really breaking until halfway around the lap, are you? No. You lift off slightly through cops. Yeah. You break it back, it's then you're back on full, and then you've only got a couple of difficult corners, and you're back to the start again. So, it's a sub-minute lap. Yep. For most people. <laughs> for most people. For most yeah. people. Um, it's a very quick circuit. It's just, it, as it's the home of British racing, and it's sort of the, in a way, it's the pinnacle of the BTC calendar. It's certainly, probably the should be. Yeah, it's certainly the biggest circuit on paper, if you like, the most recognisable yes. circuit on paper. Yeah. It should be better. It should be more exciting. Yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Crikey. <laughs> um, well, we'll get into it then. Look ahead to the weekend. Um, last year we had uh, three different race winners. Yep. We had, obviously, Jack Goff took that famous win for Team Hard in race three that we've already talked about. Uh, who else? We had Ingram take oh two wins last year. He did. Uh, and then struggled in race three due to a mechanical issue, wasn't it? Yeah, then tyres, changing tyres too late. Also worth pointing out that Moffitt should have secured Infinity's first win in yep. race three. Uh, dropped it out of Brooklyn's and onto the straight. And it's a, a stunning drop to go full, full 360 drop. and then just keep it pointed in the right direction and straight back off again. Yeah, so um, that woodcut, sorry. But yeah. yes, that, that did cost him... Um, did cost him the race win last year um, and I don't think somehow he'll be getting close to a race win this year No, the weather is set to stay dry, albeit cold and cloudy not sure how that might affect the BMW in particular, who we know from suffer. Uh, Collins uh, words, suffer when it's colder it's going to be pr probably the coldest weekend so far, when you factor out the rain being only 13 degrees maximum Yeah. Uh, race 3, we're going to be looking at about 11, so that's quite cold for Mm. for touring cars obviously yeah. it'd be the same for everybody but with the rear wheel drives taking that bit longer to warm up the tyres on a cooler track as well that's something to watch out for this weekend yeah I certainly don't think the front wheel drive uh, cars will struggle as much as we have seen in the heat earlier in the season and I think it could be to their advantage this weekend 
Talking of things to watch out for this weekend, we have a new driver on the grid. We, we do. We do. Uh, new PMR driver. Yep, it is Jade Edwards, previously of previously of Renault Clio fame. Forced off the grid in any form this year due to funding issues, but she joins PMR as the guest driver this weekend, joining a very small club of female drivers. The first one since 2007, driving an MGZS, who was, of course... Fiona Leggett. Absolutely. Uh, other drivers that have graced the BTCC of the female category is Barbara Cow back in 1988. So, yep, yep. that's a little while ago. Louise Atkin Walker and uh, Netan Lindgren, they raced with Barbara Cow in 1989. 1990 saw Netan Lindgren race an M3 to 10th in the championship. She would then race the M3 again in 91 to 22nd in the championship. In a break of nine years, uh, sorry, seven years, maths was never my strong point, Paula Cook took the Honda Accord, uh, but didn't finish the season or didn't get placed in that season. 99, she uh, came back and took the Honda Accord to 19th. 2001, Annie Templeton rose, rode the Peugeot 306 GTI in production class to 19th, and Joanna Clark took the Honda Integra to uh, 26th. And then in 2002, Annie Templeton was back in the Peugeot, taking that to 13th before Fiona Leggett joined for 2005, 2006 and 2007. Yeah, it's unbelievable that we haven't had another female driver on the British Touring Car grid in all this time. It's a slightly wider thing, though, isn't it? You look up and down the grids, there's more now than certainly when we first got into the series, but there oh, isn't yeah. that many here, is there? I know there's a couple in the minis, yeah. there's obviously uh, Abby Pulling in the F4. F4. Um, but up and down the grid, there isn't many yeah. at all, and it's it's a shame because there's obviously some very good female drivers out there. Yeah, we saw that last weekend with Lydia Walmsley challenge at the and at, at the front of the minis, and she was fighting with all the other guys up there yeah. and more than holding her own. So it's you, you see the driver skill is out there, and obviously we have other series out there like the W series solely for women. Yeah. Which, I don't know, your thoughts on that. Is it fair to have a solely women's series? It's difficult, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you want them to compete. And having a, a, a dedicated championship to get women into motorsport is a good thing. But there's got to come a time, I think, where you have to merge the two. It's not like football where it's difficult to merge men's and women's teams because of the different styles of play, the different mm. physical aspects, etc. Yeah. One day maybe they will merge, but I think for now there's a, there's a I can see why they'd be kept apart. Whereas on in uh, motorsport, there's you know it's how well can you drive a car. There's no yeah. doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are, what yeah. sexuality you are. It's how how can you drive the car? And motorsport should be inclusive. It's one of the few sports I think that can be inclusive um, across the board, and it, it it it's doing better. It needs to do more. Yeah, and of course we've seen uh, over the last like probably two to five years, there have been more women in involvement in the higher echelons of motorsport. Yes, that's true. Obviously, we had Claire Williams as team principal at Williams that has now just moved on because the team had been taken over. There's Susie Wolfe, who who runs the Formula E team. Yes. That is accompanied by Mercedes. And then you've also got drivers like Jamie Chadwick who went off and won the women's series coming in from Ginettas and F4 and doing so well that she's looking to get into sort of like test roles within F1. Yeah. I think the more of those drivers that come through and show that they can do these sorts of things, I think the more open teams will be to go in, oh yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, we'll we'll bring you in on your talent. Yeah, I mean this is going to sound slightly flippant, but the fact that we've got quite a few disabled drivers in the sport, if you could accommodate 
them, yeah. which is obviously a lot harder in setting up the car, making yep. it safe, etc. It's harder to do that than to accommodate a female driver at the end of the day. Yes. You know, there's no change you have to make because she's a female. No. So it'd be great to see more in. Obviously, you know, it's great for Jade this weekend. It'd be nice that, to have a time where it's not a surprise that there's a female on the grid. Mm. But certainly we wish her the very best for this weekend. Um, I can't I can't imagine what it would have been like for her this weekend to have all the fans there as well. Yeah, and all had. the media commitments that she's going to have to do yeah. anyway because of being that first female driver in 13 years. And she has a big fan base as well. She's got a big, oh, massive. Yeah, a big fan base, which, which is only uh, helps her, of course. How do you expect her to do this weekend? It's difficult, isn't it? Because we've seen Bushel come in and struggle. Austin obviously took to it like a water for ducks back. Jade's not raced touring cars. This is this is you know the highest level she would have raced at. Yeah, of course but, she had tests last season in the motorbase Ford. But tests are very different to race. Yes. Yeah, you can test very well, but then you actually get into the madness of a race. It can yeah. be quite difficult. Um, her Clio record is solid, if not spectacular. Yep. I think it's fair to say. Um, she certainly improved year on year. She's been in that championship, mm. which is what you'd expect and hope to see. I think if she can score at least one points finish that'll be a, a good weekend um, you know it, it's very difficult to come in take the car mm. and expect to be competitive I mean Austin did well but he wasn't competitive in the sense of what you look at how far away he was from uh, Ingram and Camish particularly in race one and two yep. who were away from everybody else <laughs> you know that car has capability but you know it, it's not like picking up an Xbox controller it's, no. it's very very difficult to enter into this without any real previous experience and indeed this year race experience she's not raced since last year now not I, I certainly certainly think that she'll first of all be looking to finish all the races yes and then the progress on top of that will be making it out the top 20 and then possibly if she can do that in race 1 and race 2 then possibly making it into the top 15 for the final race and then what's going to be interesting after that is who gets the car for Croft because that's mm. to be announced Bushel will probably be fit by then but You'd hope so, wouldn't you? But, as we said before, if you're going to go back to Bushel, why not just give him for the season? I'd quite like to see Austin back, but I think I'd like to see Austin back at Brands Hatch because I think he'd probably win a race there because he mm. he's very good at Brands and we're not going to rock him anymore for him to dominate that. But, but, but we've also said off-air off of this that we think that Matt Jackson might get that final yeah. round. Well, I think he'll get a round. I think he might get the final uh, round. I've said that from the start of the yeah. year. Just, just to go... Right, he he go. Here's the present that we're putting out in front of you to come back next year because he's got first refusal on it, yeah. and they'll give him that taster and show him how good the car is this year. Then going well, if we can develop this with you and Jason, then you know how good this is going to be. I wonder if Diaries match with Rob Collar gets a, a drive out in it as well. I wonder. Impossible, but we'll have to see. Um, that's the new driver on the grid dealt with then so yep. with the weekend as a whole what are we expecting to see last weekend we saw Ingram aside none of the championship protagonists have a particularly good weekend um, points were scored Turkson got the podium and scored points but you know there was no domination by the, the, the you know the protagonists that year you know it wasn't back to back it was no. it was odd point scoring Turkson a 14 for second and a 7th Jordan a tenth and eighth and an eighth had that incident with Dan Camish as well under the safety car which annoyed both parties. Yep. Camish had an eleventh a third and a twelfth, but Butcher had a fifteenth uh, retirement and a sixteenth. Cook, who was you know in the championship last year, had a fairly good of a fourth and a fifth, but then didn't get out. Yep. So you know it wasn't 
I think around a first, first and twenty second. It's actually Plato probably had the best weekend of a second, a fourth, and a sixth. It was probably though he wasn't a title protagonist particularly. He probably had the best weekend of the yeah. top quote top runners. Yeah, he certainly did. Uh, I, I don't know. This this weekend is going to be. Uh, this could possibly be the make or break weekend. Being two thirds of the way through the season after this weekend finishes, you haven't got much time to make up ground after yeah. this weekend finishes, and I think you probably need to be within 30, 40 points, 40 absolute most. Oh, I think that's too much if what's left. C- coming out of this weekend yeah, to yeah. still be in the title fight. I think that's too much. I still think it's too much now when you see yeah. it, but. I think for Turkish's point of view as well, obviously he had a, a disappointing week at Thruxton. I don't think if he could have picked any track to come next, he'd have picked Silverstone necessarily because it's a, you know, I don't think it's a real drive circuit in the sense that it's a power no. track. There's not a great area where your traction is going to come into its own. No. Yes, you'll have the power down the straights, but, you know, the cars around you are quick. We know that the Hondas are quick, Ingram is quick, the Butcher's focus will be quick. And we know that those BMWs have been, or rear-wheel drive cars, have been pegged back off the line. Yeah, and the same goes for Aston as well. I think he will struggle this weekend mm. in the sense of um, where he's been for the rest of the season. I think Colin would have much preferred, and probably Sutton as well, Croft to come next. But because they, they, both of those drivers will try and wrestle a result out of both those cars. Yeah, absolutely. And for reference for last year, Sutton had a fairly okay weekend here. He had a. Uh, a 24th, an 11th and a 15th. Bearing in mind he was in the Subaru as it's well. A good I mean, fight back from race 1 to race 2. It is indeed. and yeah, yeah, It's not the greatest weekend, but in the Subaru it's not bad. No. Um, I expect to see the, almost like Thruxton actually, I expect mm. to see the same, a similar result. You know, Sutton will be in the top 10, but I don't think it'll be challenging at the front this weekend. Yeah. I think we're going to see the same kind of cars, Ingram, Camish, Neil, Butcher... I, I expect Ingram to be very quick this weekend and also Butcher um, and that is mainly down to the sort of like f- previous form that Motorbase have had here Yeah. Uh, so not last year they had a fairly average weekend but the year before they, they were really up there with Tordoff and Chilton absolutely and we know that Ingram loves this circuit as well goes very well yeah. here to give you a uh, indication of 2018 a 15th a first and a second yeah yeah, he goes very, very well here. Mm. Uh, it's a track he knows very well, a track he's very quick at. Should point out for the sake of balance that Turkson does have the lap record here set last year yep. in the BMW. So when I say <laughs> I expect him not to be as quick over a lap, yes, but over a race, I think he's going to struggle, particularly with the tyres. And it being colder. Colder, and it's difficult to warm him up. There's not a great, you know, there's not, where do you warm him up on? Yeah, there's not big braking zones that you can use. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see, like we did at um, Alton and Thruxton at points, Sutton weaving on the straights early on to, tr- mm-hmm. you know, to power those up because yeah. there are three big straights. But as you say, the braking zone is only really Brooklyn's and the entrance to Beckett's. Yep. Beckett's isn't a massive braking zone. No, and it narrows very quickly. But we stood there for practice in twenty in qualifying 2018. It's sort of a dab on the brakes and a quick flick yep. before you get into the main part of the hairpin. Brooklyn's is going to be the hardest braking and then you're back onto two straight mm. of cops being effectively flat yep effectively you and lift the, off and may dabble the brakes but it's not it's it, not a braking zone or no and there, there are only really two passing places here coming off the Wellington straight and going down into Beckett's unless you're Ingram where cops is also a passing, <laughs> yeah. passing place but yeah I mean, you're absolutely <laughs> depends right depends how big your balls are <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right it's not a 
it's difficult to see where you're going to get overtakes happening. So I think if you qualify, qualifying is going to be absolutely key this weekend. Yeah. Normally in touring cars, it's not as key as it is in other motorsports because enough happens in the race normally to make up for it. Yeah. But I think here, qualifying is going to be absolutely key. So, I you, first of all, I think on. we might see a safety car or two this weekend. Um, so we, we were saying just before we started this that there have been a few instances happen at Silverstone. Yes, there have. And you'll normally get one fairly sizable accident across the three races for the weekend. Yeah. I think a safety car could, at the right time, make the races very interesting. At some point there'll be a car in the gravel that the exit of Luffield will look at. Yeah. The, that will happen. There'll be a car get in the dumped gravel. Off yeah, there'll be a car yeah. in the gravel and that will cause a safety car. In terms of qualifying... Who are you expecting to go well? Who's your prediction for pole? Uh, I'm, well, I'm expecting Ingram to go well again like he did at Thruxton. I also expect Butcher to go well because we know how quick he is at qualifying. Yep. Um, and obviously Camish is nearly always inside the top four. Um, other outsiders, possibly Hill, as we've seen how good he can be in quality. Well, he's my tip because yeah. of that, the effectively no weight on board. I also have a secondary tip for Neil. I... I think mm. last weekend will be a uh, something for him to build on, but I'm not if, locking in the prediction. It's Hill. Yeah. But I quite fancy Neil to have another good weekend this weekend. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna go for Rory Butcher. You've changed. Oh, have I? You went for Ingram to begin with. I, uh, yeah, I just Ooh. the way that okay. that Butcher seems to be, he's gonna have a little less weight than Ingram as yeah. well, I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna go for Butcher. Okay. Because I just think he'll hook the lap up at the right time, which he's done already this year. He's had a habit of doing it, yeah. I'm yeah. going for Hill just because of the car should go well here. Uh, and, the lap and Hill's been improving race on race, and I think it's not too long till he's properly challenging at the front with, yeah. for wins and poles, etc. So, and this is a good weekend for him to do it. I think he'll struggle at Croft when we get that to that stage. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll you know, make the most this weekend and grab the pole. Uh, race one then how are you expecting that to go I've gone Tom Ingram I expect him to be in the front echelons of yeah. the grid and I think once the race starts that Toyota if it's anything like it was set up at, at Thruxton will just be a dream yeah I'm wondering whether we will have a very similar sort of thing to what we had last weekend and we may have two or three drivers escaping at the front pushing each mm. other away from the rest of the pack I think you might be right um, and I think within those drivers we'll have the pole man whether it be either Ingram or um, Butcher that have gone through my mind I think whoever gets away from pole should go on to win the race I'm going to go Butcher for race one okay very good I've gone Ingram race two I'm going Tom Chilton I expect him to be I expect that Honda to be near the front this weekend yeah I don't see why not he went fairly well at Thruxton yep this is a slightly less power circuit albeit power is required but there's, there's a little few corners for it as well which the Hondas look fairly good in so yeah I think Chilton he's building he's slowly building isn't he that's two yeah, podiums now yeah goes fairly well at Silverstone you, you're just trying to claw back some uh, he's hope not, aren't you he's not winning the, he's not winning the title <laughs> at all I accept that now I accept that but I think yeah we're now seeing the Chilton we're expecting to see yeah more yeah. Um, and if I have to who do I trust more to get a result is it Cook or is it Chilton? I've got to say it's Chilton. Okay. Who I trust more to get a result. Well, I reckon race two, again, will be fairly similar to what we saw at Thruxton. Uh, I think it will be 
to like almost the top two swapping. Uh, so for race two, I'm going to go for Ingram just because he'll have a little less more, little less weight on board for race two. Race three is interesting for what we've both predicted because they're people you might expect to have been winning race one or two. Uh, I've gone Turkington. Yep. Because um, I think the reverse grid will put him near enough the front to potentially get a win. Yep. I'm guessing you're going the same with Camish. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm hoping for a low numbered ball to be picked out and. Camish to be sort of like within the top three going into the start of race three, um, and I reckon he needs a win. Plus, badly I, needs a win. <laughs> plus, if I predict Turkington, oh yes, yes, he, he won't win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, my predictions are terrible. Um, yeah, I think Camish does need a win. I think you're right. He's yeah. he'd be ruining last weekend at Frux, and he should have taken one of those two. He, he and he was frank about that. He yeah, should, certainly should have converted race one. Race yeah. two, more understandable. Um, yeah, he needs a win. I still think he's probably just about out of contention. But he's now teetering, isn't he? Because of Collins' really bad weekend. The question is now going to be, is Turkey's going to have another weekend like that? Or is he now? Is that blip, if you like, over? And it's so hard to predict what the nature of the touring cars is. But you look at the tracks that are left. Silverstone, Croft, Stetterton, Brands. This is the only question mark I put over Colin Turkey. C- certainly this weekend, I think more of his competitors will finish in front of him than behind him. I think so. I think you're right. On average, that is. I think you're right, but that's why the people like uh, Cambridge need to take advantage. You look at, will Cambridge outscore Turkton at Croft? I don't think so. Mm. Will he outscore him at Snexton? I don't think so. Will he outscore him at Brands? Lord knows. Brands Indies <laughs> is a mental track for what happens. Yeah, it is. So, but I think you look at the two of the three, is Cambridge going to outscore not just but Sutton Headham as well at those two tracks I, I just don't see it no unless Sutton decides that, unless Plato gets a guest driver Snetterton and they, oh want recre- they want to recreate the butcher uh, instant last year but I mean it's not going to happen so yeah I think that I think you're right with Cameron he needs to get really good points this weekend and he needs to be in my opinion within 20 at the end of the weekend because I think with Croft and Snetterton I think that's where Turkey can bounce back I uh, I think as long as he finishes ahead of Turkington this weekend in two out of the three races, as long as he doesn't have a shocker in the other yeah. one, then I think he's still in it. I think that if anyone who wants to catch Turkington they need to be within 20 points, 30 at absolute most going at the end of the weekend, just because um, I expect Turkington to do, probably to take wins one and two at Croft and pretty well in race three. Yeah. So... Right, should we do uh, any other drivers to watch out for this weekend or any other drivers you think are going to have a good or bad one? Yeah, I, I fancy again Morgan to have a good weekend. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I think he seems to like Silverstone um, and he always seems to get a tune out of the car. I reckon he'll be top six in qualifying. Really? Um, okay. And consistent in the first two races. It's got to be luck that goes his way. He didn't have much luck here last year. Eighth and two double retirements, but that pretty much summed up his season last year, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. Um, I think that we will see a strong weekend also from Ollie Jackson, who's gone a bit under the radar the last few weekends. I think this is the, a good chance for redemption for him uh, to get some more points on the board. How do you think the Hyundai's are going to go? I knew you were going to ask me that. Well, you asked me that last time. Yeah, so. I know. Um, I think Procto will continue to have a good weekend. Uh, I think they'll just be probably just inside the top 10 uh, this weekend. Um, and Smiley needs to pick up some points yep. um, on Procto especially because that's, that's the person that you've got to match yourself against first and foremost. Yes, agreed. 
Um, so, yeah, he's, what, six, uh, 14 points behind him at the moment in the championship. Uh, I think he needs to uh, certainly cut that deficit. But I think they'll be just around the end of the top ten. Fair enough. Uh, and if I may ask as well, the Audis, how do you expect them to go? Struggled a little bit at Thruxton, but then Thompson did so well in race three. He did. But is this going to be more of the same from them, and will they have more of a resurgence at the following tracks at Crofton and Snetterton? I think Gornell will struggle again, unfortunately. Um, uh, Thompson... Uh, the difficulty of these, it depends so much on instant back there, doesn't it? It does. You know. Because if you're getting caught up into something in Beckett's and you can't get out of the way of it, then that could ruin your whole weekend if it's in race one yeah. and race two. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, a quick word on Team Hard, uh, the customary word on Hard. How do we expect them to go? I don't suppose we're going to have the same repeat last as as last year. I I would expect both the VWs to to be a little bit weak. Although Goff did a fairly good job last weekend at Fruxton, to be he fair. Did. I, I reckon they'll be just, just outside the points this weekend with Goff. Um, and I think there'll be a small improvement from Onslow Carl. Bordley? Bordley. Bordley and Jelly. Uh, Jelly, who knows? Yeah, well, <laughs> He could have a good weekend or a bad weekend. Jelly last week, last year, I know it's only what you can contest last year, it was a retirement retirement on 23rd. Yeah, exactly. It was a Stephen Jelly weekend. Exactly. Although, from memory, I think he got collected in an instant. Might be this but I think he got caught up in an instant. Uh, I think Bordley will be more competitive this weekend. Um, because let's not forget to talk about instants. The reason Turkey did so bad in race one, he got turned around, didn't he? But I think was it Moffat? I can't remember now. But he, he got, got n- nudged out wide, out wide coming out of Luffield, didn't he? And turned around in yeah. race one. So it, it, that's that's proof of how it can change very quickly for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yes, this weekend will be very much dependent on qualifying and where you are within the pack. I think then, as that's pretty much the preview done, we should do the fun bits and yep. the bingo. So last weekend, uh, in terms of Thruxton, you got a race winner correct, so well done in Camish yes. for qualifying, so not a race winner, but at least that correct. Uh, we're quite far off with Cook for me in race one and Turkton for you in race two, with race one, sorry, quite far off. Had to predict that, I didn't want him winning last weekend. I butcher for race two at Sutton, I had Neil for race three and you had Ingram, so... We all... At least Ingram got a win. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. close enough. Yeah. We both got a point in bingo, so I had this track as notorious retired degradation. Yep. Uh, had that, and you had uh, him mentioning about a cutback at the complex. That was a Sutton move, wasn't it? It was. So, with regards to this weekend's bingo, my first one... He's just a passenger. It's going to come up. And actually, when you think about how we've seen cars go off in Woodcook, perhaps, you know, if he gets a tap, he is just a passenger over the grass and into the gravel. So it's going to happen. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, my first one is he's going to talk about how Ingram is so traditionally strong at Silverstone, having taken the two wins there last season. Yep. My second one is that he'll mention the golf win more than once throughout the day. He'll, yeah, yeah, yeah he'll, yeah. Let's not forget, of course, Jack Goff last year in the rain. <laughs> you, can, you can hear it now. Yeah, uh, more along the lines of that, he will harp back to the rain last year. I wonder whether we'll have some more this year. Yeah. Uh, and race three, oh, sorry, big prediction three. 
he might say it race three. Uh, he's going to accuse Sutton of overdriving the car, which he's done a couple of times this season. Which, to, in his defence, Sutton has it, done. To yes, be fair. Cer- to be fair. certainly in qualifying, yeah. he has. To be fair. Uh, and my third one is that someone's been caught up in someone else's accident. Yes, I, I, I'm planning on an accident this weekend where it brings out the safety car. <sighs> one final word on Silverstone for me. Do you know what this does? This track does more than anything else. What's that? It makes me miss Rockingham. Yeah. I think it's because of the way you've got the fast corners and stuff that it just makes me miss Rockingham even more because Rockingham had all of that and more. Why did we get rid of Rockingham? Oh, safety issues, I believe. Motorsport <laughs> is dangerous. <laughs> yes, but not for where the crowd is sitting normally. Oh, it's just such a shame, though. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll catch up with you again on Monday. Yes. We'll give you a full full race report across the weekend. Um, from qualifying and all three races up on the website. Uh, yep, keep it up for that. Carry on with it uh, with the review podcast. If you've got any predictions or uh, any thoughts on the upcoming weekend, please feel free to get in touch on the socials or on the email. Um, and we'll try to keep you up to date as best we can in the meantime. Until then, have a good weekend racing and we'll speak to you soon. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 